0: I'd like to introduce myself. I'm uh, Dr. Greg Juckett. I'm a family physician with a special interest in tropical and travel medicine. I work at uh, West Virginia University where I direct the uh, travel clinic there. And I'm uh, a co-director with the tropical medicine course with Dr. Melanie uh, Fisher. Um, And although uh, there is an emotional conflict of interest because I do teach A course in tropical medicine at West Virginia University, Um, I don't get paid a dime for doing so. So there's no financial conflict of interest. Uh, And uh, I'll be talking about different programs that are out there, uh, how you can go about trying to find uh, a program that will meet your needs in uh, learning about tropical medicine. Obviously, we can't tell you Uh, or train you in tropical medicine in 45 minutes, but uh, we will at least point you to in the right direction. I am um, interested in this field partly because as a fourth year medical student, I went overseas and worked for two months in Rwanda, Africa. And we had children, of course, uh, dying from cerebral malaria and other tropical diseases, and I realized that the American Medical curriculum, and I, I think this applies to medical schools, but I'm sure it applies also to nursing and other allied health fields, has pretty much shortchanged you when it comes to uh, the diseases of the developing world. They are programs that are designed and focused on the American healthcare system or North American problems, and they neglect the other problems that you encounter elsewhere. So we're going to look at some of the uh, available medical courses in global or tropical medicine. Global medicine may actually be a better term because many of you will be going to developing areas that are not truly tropical. Uh, both in the U.S. and overseas we will discuss the American Society of Tropical Medicine and Hygiene's Tropical Medicine Certification Program. If you are interested in academic credentials or being able to document your expertise in tropical medicine. This is a very powerful way of doing it, getting the uh, C tropmed or certification in tropical medicine. And also identify some of the best matches based on participants budget, your educational needs and your available time. Because some of these programs take many months, others take, take weeks and, uh, you, and some are very expensive. Some are quite affordable. And so the right program for you might not be the right program for somebody else, depending upon what you plan to do with the training. So why do you want to study tropical medicine? Well, first of all, some of us are in academic medical centers and basically act as consultants sometimes for people who come back from overseas. For instance, ill-returning travelers are often referred to our clinic. And so... You know, I had a woman walk in the other day with filariasis, so she had onchocerciasis. Uh, we have uh, seen loa loa or African eye worm at West Virginia University. Uh, I've been to Africa nine times and I haven't seen African eye worm there, but I did see it in Morgantown, West Virginia, which is truly a testament to the global village in which we live. Um, and uh, I was digging out uh, a tunga or a jigger flea from in between the toes of a returning traveler the other day. So, indeed, the world could come to your doorstep. And even if you're working in an academic medical center, if you do see ill returning travelers or refugees, you'll be dealing with uh, this type of thing. And, of course, working in a travel clinic, a lot of these courses are devoted to preparing people for overseas travel as well. So, even if you're in a field like occupational medicine where you're working for a corporation, some people need some of this training, especially in the travel medicine component. And indeed, people can take, you know, part of courses that deal with the, the uh, travel medicine and, and, and not take other parts that deal with tropical disease if they so desire. Care of immigrants and refugees is becoming a big issue around the world. Uh, as a matter of fact, you know, many uh, of you may live in towns where, which have had immigrants come. I remember the Cuban you know, boat lift when I was in medical school and how we were inundated with uh, many people from Cuba with medical problems at that time. Um, you may be interested in short or long-term overseas medical work. Now, I imagine in this audience, A lot of you are probably interested in one of these two things. How many of you are considering long-term overseas medical work? Can you raise your hands? Okay, wow. That's like two-thirds or three-quarters of the audience. Short-term? Okay. So I think in short and long-term overseas medical work, you are going to see new diseases. You're going to be stepping outside of your comfort zone. And you will see things that they did not adequately prepare you for in school. But the world is becoming a smaller place. And as I mentioned, you know, tropical diseases don't recognize international boundaries. Uh, And uh, unfortunately, and I I teach uh, some of the pharmacology of parasitology and uh, and other areas of this. I've found that they've been cutting the portion of the medical curriculum that deals with tropical disease. So at many medical schools, it's just a fraction of what it used to be. So parasitology is usually minimized. You don't take a whole course in parasitology anymore. There's really no clinical experience treating tropical diseases in most U.S. residencies, of course. And most U.S. graduates are unable to recognize, let alone care for, Malaria and many other tropical diseases. Now, I'm going to tell you a quick story. There was a a student returning from the Congo uh, who uh, presented with fever and headache to a local emergency room in my home city. And uh, they very appropriately got a CT scan of the head. They also did a CT of the abdomen because he had left upper quadrant discomfort. They did a CT scan. I mean, they CT'd everything, basically, but they also did a lumbar puncture. Again, that's appropriate with fever and headache. But there was one thing they didn't do. Anybody can fathom what it might be? They didn't do a blood smear. And what's more, they didn't ask him if he had traveled. Okay. For some reason, this wasn't volunteered. But uh, in any event, they uh, found pretty much normal uh, blood work with the blood work they did they did not do a malaria smear the CT of the head and of the abdomen was normal he came to see me the next you know he was really sick after that and uh, again more fever and headache and so I asked him where have you been well he's been in Africa and we did a malaria smear and of course it was loaded with falciparum malaria and this is of course what can happen Uh, sometimes if you come back from overseas with a flu-like illness and headache um, and they don't take a travel history, our U.S. doctors are not trained to recognize and treat malaria, okay? Or they'll, if they do a malaria smear, they'll sometimes let the patient wait until they get the results called back in 24 hours, by which time the patient is much, much sicker. So... um, We feel insecure about our background when we go overseas. And as uh, the speaker earlier today says, you know, a lot of us have made the commitment to go. But we do need to be able to recognize these diseases when we we get there. Now, I love this slide. You know, it says we're pretty sure it's the West Nile virus. And, you know, if diagnosing. Infectious disease was this easy, you wouldn't need a a, a tropical medicine uh, training program, but it's not. Um, many of you are going to be going in, in short-term uh, missions. Uh, certainly while you're looking at your commitment to long-term missions, I think this is a very good idea. Uh, usually these are like two-week trips where you get exposed to some of the conditions that exist in impoverished areas of the world, some of the diseases you get to see. It's a time of, I think, rediscovering the joy of medicine for many people, a bit of adventure. Uh, you awaken people to the presence of global poverty and they start to support these these uh, causes. Of course, there are a lot of disadvantages with these two. And if any of you have hosted short term termers, you know, you probably recognize that. But I think it can be life transforming and very often it's after one of these short term trips that people recognize their need for more education in this area. And some of you may have already been on those short term trips and said, hey, I need to know more. And this is one of our residents who's now in attending in wheeling who you can tell from his face, you know, that this is an amazing experience. And he after this experience, he's gone back to Peru every year uh, This is checking out uh, a a case of African sleeping sickness or uh, 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 African sleeping sickness (laughs) in in, um, the Congo. Uh, And the trypanosomal infections that cause this cause the large lymph nodes at the back of the the neck. Um, And so you could be something of a disease tourist, of course, while you're there as well, but primarily... You're interested in the people. Diseases are evolving. Many uh, cities around the world are surrounded by shanty towns that basically are tinderboxes. Uh, you know, almost uh, at risk for global diseases. And you may have seen the local, the uh, movie uh, recently called Contagion. Have any of you seen that? Okay, a few people have. But in Contagion, there's basically a bat that meets up with a a pig and they exchange viruses and a new disease is launched and then quickly travels around the world. And although, uh, you know, it sounds far-fetched, it's not nearly as far-fetched as we thought. A similar thing happened with SARS in 2003. And we all basically, uh, you know, lived through that. So... How how are we going to be prepared for a world of emerging diseases like this? So that brings me to our topic. Basically, we need to to pick a program that's out there. And there are actually a lot of programs that are being developed in tropical medicine training and global health. And the question as to which one is right for you depends on how much time you have, how much money you can devote to it, which location Works best. Do you want uh, domestic or overseas training? Some of the overseas programs have the advantage of having tropical medicine cases right there in the uh, center that you're training at. So you can actually get some hands on experience as opposed to the didactic experience you get with most U.S. training programs. Are you interested in an academic practice or clinical focus? Some of these programs. Have uh, more of a a direction towards academic medical centers, training ID fellows. Others are more directed towards training, you know, uh, medical missionaries who are going to be going overseas. And of, of course, what are your professional goals? Okay. And of course, these are a list of different goals you can have. We see people who take our course who are interested in travel medicine, or have we do have some ID fellows who take it, who are interested in academic medicine. Other people are fascinated by the wilderness medicine component, you know, altitude sickness, dealing with field injuries and snake bites and other uh, items that you can come across. Uh, Medical missions, uh, of course, a lot of programs are paying more and more attention to preparing people for those. International public health and emergency medical interventions. For those of you who don't know about the American Society of Tropical Medicine, uh, this is a, a program. They're having their, their convention early in December in Philadelphia. Uh, uh, and uh, so it's just next month that this is coming up. But they offer a certification exam in tropical medicine every other year in the even numbered years. Uh, so I think it'll be you know, next year that they'll be offering that. Often their meetings are in Atlanta, but sometimes they do move to other other cities. Uh, And if you pass this exam and the pass rate is about 70 percent, so it's sort of uh, far from foregone conclusion that people will pass. You you can uh, claim to have certification or certificate in tropical medicine or C-TROP med Uh, and uh, you apply at the beginning of September. And the, uh, it's open to not only MDs, but also uh, PAs and nurse practitioners and mid-level practitioners. There are some qualifications that you have to have, though. Not everybody can just sign up for this exam, uh, nor do I recommend that uh, people try. Uh, there are two pathways to the exam. One is a diploma course pathway where you take one of the courses and one of the handouts that we have lists those uh, approved courses by ASTMH um, and you have to have two additional months of overs- or uh, of clinical experience in the tropics, basically. So they want you to have two months of clinical experience on top of the diploma course. Um, and if you're over five years from your course, have 15 hours of tropical medicine, CME. The practice pathway is designed for people who have worked overseas, perhaps as uh, medical missionaries. And, you know, they've been working, say, in Rwanda, Africa, and they have five years or more of, uh, uh, you know, experience in clinical tropical medicine since residency. Travel clinic cannot count for more than half of this uh, five-year period. And uh, both of those pathways can allow you to take the exam and to document your expertise. Now, this is the actual actual picture of a school near Nairobi, the soon Big Brain Academy, okay, and uh, so I think that uh, we, we sort of laugh at this, but you actually do become better if you attend you know, a, a training program that equips you to deal with the diseases that you're going to be seeing in the developing world. And we've listed some of these uh, programs right here and the times that they're offered. You'll notice I put some of the uh, uh, courses in orange and some are in white. The courses in white like Case Western and Baylor and, uh, and some of the others like University of Virginia are good programs, but they're integrated into ID fellowships. They're not available for outside physicians. So you can't take these courses uh, as an outsider. You have to do an ID fellowship um, at, at the uh, school that's involved or be in the pediatric AIDS core physician group. The ones in color, however, uh, Tulane, Uniformed Services University, West Virginia University, Johns Hopkins, Gorgas, and the University of Minnesota. Those programs are open to uh, the public uh, physician and mid-level population and indeed uh, have annual programs that are approved by the American Society of Tropical Medicine. Um, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about those programs in more more detail. Uh, Galveston just has a newly approved uh, program, but it again is only available if you're enrolled at that institution, not for outsiders. So here are six of the U.S.-based, what I call short courses, courses. Um, And most of these are, you know, eight to 13 weeks in in duration. Uh, So they're doable in the course of a summer. And I recognize that unless you're in between jobs, who has time to take even eight weeks off? Uh, Probably very few of you would have that. And so a lot of these courses have moved to a module system where you can do two week segments of the training. And theoretically, you could take the eight-week course in the course of four, four years if you wanted to uh, do that. Uh, the prices differ quite a bit, but most of the courses run in the mid-5000s for all four modules, although they're, they're prorated, so you could take one module at a time. The one course in the United States that offers is something a little bit different is Tulane University. And they offer a DTMH degree, a diploma in tropical medicine and hygiene uh, that takes four months of class time and costs $10,000. So it's more expensive, but you also get a, some letters to put behind your, your name afterwards and it's a little bit longer. And they have a very good program. That's probably the leading DTMH uh, uh, degree in the United States uh, at at Tulane. It's only offered in the fall semester, but uh, that's one option if you have an autumn free. And uh, the other programs, Uniform Services in the D.C. area, Johns Hopkins in Baltimore, West Virginia University in Morgantown, West Virginia, Gorgas in Alabama, and the University of Minnesota um, have basically eight week programs, or at least uh, um, most of them do, and cost in the mid five thousands and have a module system. I think uh, WVU was like the first to adapt the module system and then it was very quickly adapted by others because it really makes sense. The next big change after the module system is actually going and offering these courses online. And several of these courses, um, the Minnesota program and WVU are going online with their courses and are in the process of, we have one module online and Minnesota has two of their modules online right now. So Johns Hopkins, uh, we'll look at their program. They have an eight week summer institute in tropical medicine um, and they have an optional field experience in Peru. Uh, It costs about $5,800 for the four uh, two week modules. And it's offered late June through August. And we have some contact information. The handouts have this material on them. So if you have one, you should be in good shape. And that's, of course, in Baltimore. University of Minnesota, I am very, very impressed by by this program. And uh, I would say that of the different programs in terms of their focus, um, Minnesota and West Virginia University are both, very good at helping people um, who are interested in doing overseas mission service. They both offer discounts for people who are going to be working in medical missions and have been accepted as full-time you know, medical missionaries. So if you are going to serve with an agency, you can actually get a, a significant discount of about $1,000 for some of these programs. Uh, Minnesota has... Uh, seven different modules in the same um, uh, period of, of time, basically. Uh, but uh, again, it's, it's moving online uh, as a, a program. And they do have an affiliation with the Centers for Disease Control. And we have a contact here. They've got some excellent people associated with them. And I can't say enough about this course, even though it's one of our competitors. Yes. <laughs> Are those modules available at different times during the year? They would be. Yes. Theoretically, they'll be available all through the year as opposed to be limited to the summer. And that's one of the advantages of the module course. And these these are just being developed in the last two years. So I think that uh, the goal for both uh, Minnesota and for WVU is to have the whole course online within a year or two. Uh, And. Gorgas is probably one of the oldest of all the programs at the University of Alabama. And uh, David Friedman uh, is the director of that, uh, a very solid program. Uh, like Johns Hopkins, it's probably a bit more academic in focus rather than focusing on, you know, clinical work in the developing world. Uh, uh, and so they have additional field trips with Gorgas for some clinical experience as well. And uh, one of these is to Lima, Peru, where you do a two-week finishing course after the Gorgas course uh, in clinical tropical disease where you actually do hospital rounds. And that's, of course, a a major advantage. Tulane, as I mentioned, uh, late August through mid-December has a DTMH uh, degree program in the United States. And this is Good for both academic and for clinical, I think, assessment, although it's primarily an academic degree. And they're in New Orleans. The Uniformed Services University is a little bit different from the other open programs. in that it's a 13 week program and it works from February to May. So a lot of the others are in the summer months. Uh, It's about five thousand dollars. Patrick Hickey is the director who also lectures in our course at at WVU. And uh, there is an overseas component, but it's only for active duty military. However, you do not have to be in the military to uh, be able to participate in the course. And they offer a very good course. I think it, too, is practical enough for people going overseas and doing regular medical work. And it's uh, uh, very accessible. And finally, uh, my institution, West Virginia University, we have an eight-week summer course mid-June through early August. Um, It is basically a clinical practice uh, focus, and a lot of people who are involved in the course have worked in missions and are interested in preparing people uh, for medical missions overseas. Um, There is an early bird discount, and again, it's prorated uh, by module. Uh, with a discount for people in full-time missions. Uh, We have a certificate of completion like the other programs. Our first module, uh, our first two weeks is already uh, available online, but the rest of the course is going online as we speak. Basically, we have that being developed. And we also have overseas rotations, but those are usually in uh, February or April. With our, our medical students, we have them go overseas. We have a global health track. Some of our students in the global health track have come come with me to the conference. Uh, and, uh, and so we have sites in the world where people who take the course are able to go with our West Virginia medical teams. Uh, some of these are secular sites. Some of them are Christian mission sites. Uh, so... I think it it is important to have some hands on experience after you take a classroom exam. This is uh, our institution, Ruby Memorial Hospital and the city of Morgantown in northern West Virginia, which just lost to Louisville in football a week ago. Uh, Now, that brings me to some overseas courses Uh, and there are two wonderful programs. Most of you have probably heard about the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine and also the Liverpool School of Tropical Medicine. They both have Diplomas in Tropical Medicine and Hygiene, the DTMH uh, degree that they offer, and they're both world-renowned for this. Now, one of the reasons why the British are so expert in tropical disease is that, of course, uh, in the days of empire, especially in the 19th century, the ill returning civil servants and so forth came to the ports of London and Liverpool with these tropical diseases. And the doctors in those ports had to get up to speed in a hurry on tropical disease. So it became part of the tradition. So both of these have wonderful programs. Many of the people attending them have been sponsored by their various governments to go. They tend to be somewhat expensive, you know, about uh, close to five thousand pounds, uh, which, of course, is a lot of dollars. But what really sometimes can kill you with these is the living expenses of living in London, you know, for three months. Uh, And uh, so it becomes expensive if, like most Americans, you have to fund this out of your own uh, pocket. However, um, you know, these are nationally recognized uh, I mean, internationally recognized programs that do offer you a degree. And they are one Liverpool's 13 weeks and uh, London is three months in duration, January through March. There are also two institutions in Germany that off, are approved by the ASTMH to offer tropical medicine training programs. The Bernard Nocht Institute in Hamburg and the Humboldt uh, University in Berlin. One relative disadvantage is they both teach in German, however. And so unless you speak in Deutsch, it, you know, there's a relative disadvantage with these. And then one that I, I do need to mention is Mahadol University near Bangkok in Thailand has a very well-recognized uh, program uh, from April through September. It's like six months, but it, it's got a wonderful price tag, You know, 2000 Uh, $500. Uh, And then living expenses in Thailand tend to be fairly low. Uh, So you could probably do a course like this for uh, what it would cost you to do a course in the United States. However, the challenge with Mahadol is, of course, the time commitment that you have to make. uh, And I don't think it has any module application for, for that program. So these are some of these other institutions worldwide. Uh, I think most of you would be interested in London or Liverpool or maybe Mahadol uh, unless you speak speak German. Uh, here are some of the contacts uh, for the institutions. Again, this is in the, the handout, which is, uh, by the way, downloadable uh, if any of you uh, ran out of those. At the American Society of Tropical Medicine, if you go to their website and just Google them, they will have the approved training courses. They have this information about the different uh, programs that uh, they have. So, Now, there are shorter courses in tropical medicine. These are not approved by the American Society of Tropical Medicine. And so they do not qualify you to take the diploma exam. Uh, or the certification exam. Uh, the shorter courses, though, may be more practical for people who are just wanting a running start and are less interested in, you know, an academic documentation, but they want the knowledge. Uh, uh, there's a Christian Medical College in Vellore, India, offers a course every February. Uh, there's also an Asian Clinical Tropical Medicine course At Mahadol, but it's a separate one in May with the Medical College of Georgia. Ted Kuhn, I don't know if he's around here at this conference, but he is involved with that. The uh, Foundation of Tropical Medicine is a tropical medicine hospital in Manaus, Brazil, that every August offers a two-week course where you actually do rounds on uh, people with different tropical diseases. And I took this uh, and taught part of it. And it's, it's pretty, uh, pretty amazing finishing course. So one of the things that the Navy does is after they take their course at the uniformed services, uh, they, they send them to, for two weeks to Brazil. And they basically round on leprosy, malaria, leishmaniasis patient uh, for uh, two weeks to get sort of... Uh, the clinical hands-on experience and see the, the actual diseases that they want them to see. Yes, that would be in and it's in English, believe it or not. Uh, there were one or two lectures that were translated from the Portuguese. And of course, uh, a lot of the uh, uh, day-to-day care at that institution is in Portuguese. But the course is in English and they have uh, enough faculty who are bilingual to be able to offer that. You spend half the day in the classroom and then half the day doing rounds. You see snake bites. You see leprosy. You do uh, uh, punch biopsies of leishmaniasis lesions. You uh, read malaria smears until you become more adept at it. Most uh, you know, people are are not very good at the uh, hands on procedures. And this program will help you with that. Let's look at some of these in a little bit more detail. The Christian Medical College course in Valor is $1,500. It basically uh, just runs from January 30th to February 11th. This is for next year. And there are a number of universities involved and some contact uh, people. Um, This is the program in Brazil that I mentioned uh, showing subcutaneous leishmaniasis. And it's the Tropical Medicine Foundation of the Amazon in Portuguese uh, there. And although it is very popular with the Navy, I have spoken with the director, uh, Marcus Lacerda, who's a malariologist there. And he is open to people, you know, qualified medical professionals who are interested in taking this course. And it is a steal at $1,000 for the uh, U.S. for the two weeks uh, for tuition. And in addition to the course, they actually take you out into the jungle and you, uh, you know, capture Anopheles mosquitoes and, and sand flies and look at the vectors uh, and then spend at least half the day in the wards. There's also a snake bite uh, center there where they keep different venomous snakes for antivenom, but they treat snake bite there. And this is a boy who was brought in on a dugout canoe from... Um, in a more remote part of the Amazon, and they're trying to save his leg after a fair de lance bite. And uh, when the water rises in the Amazon, the snakes are displaced from their usual haunts and seek refuge in people's houses and on pathways where, where people and snakes uh, come together with disastrous results. There are some even shorter mission courses that are available. The Advanced Medical Leadership Training Program is sponsored by Mission to the World, PCA. And this is not so much for medical professionals, I think, as, as for people who are just wanting to uh, develop some medical expertise or are going to be working at a site where there isn't much medical care, the, where there is no doctor uh, type of uh, setting. And uh, they also have... A course on effective health teaching in, uh, there's missionary medicine intensive courses, uh, offered by Equip International, and they have some very neat literature. It's offered, uh, over several months in North Carolina at a cost of about $970. And some of you may have heard of this medical missionary intensive course. This is somebody who wants, who may be, you know, even working outside of medical missions, but wants to have some mission background. Now, my father and mother-in-law were people like this. They worked in North Thailand uh, for their careers, and they primarily were involved in translation and church planning work. But periodically, somebody would come in who was mauled by a leopard, and because they were the only Westerners around and there were no health care facilities, it was their problem. And they had one solution everything, and that was to paint them with gentian violet. We often joke that those four victims died a, a violet death, okay? But uh, yeah, don't laugh too hard. It's not worth it. <laughs> the The issue is, though, that they didn't have any medical training, and some of these programs do provide training for people who are going to be in remote or bush situations like that. Some of you are in medical school and may be looking for residencies that offer international tracks or opportunities to go overseas. Some medical schools, by the way, if you're pre-med, do offer uh, uh, international tracks like we at WVU offer an international track or global health track for students who want to take our tropical medicine course and do extra elective time Overseas in developing countries. And if you want to do a residency, I buy uh, and go overseas. That's very difficult to do in most U.S. residency programs. Their funding sort of depends on, you know, uh your being there and generating money. And most programs are loath, uh, including our own family practice program at West Virginia, to allow people to go abroad in their residency So you need to pick a program that is amenable to that. Um, For instance, Huntington, uh, Marshall University, they have an international track in their family medicine program that actually encourages you to to go overseas. And the the curious thing about this is that they actually get very highly qualified candidates because they, they make that financial sacrifice to allow people to go overseas. It's, they're more than repaid in the quality of residence that they, they get. Here are, this just gives you an idea of some of the training programs, though, in graduate, if you want to get a graduate degree in tropical medicine. Uh, I mentioned all these other, uh, or the, the center schools here, but there is the Asia Pacific Institute of Tropical Medicine in Honolulu, Hawaii which gives you an MS and a PhD in tropical medicine. It's not one of the ASTMH courses, but I wanted to at least mention it. And then the Institute of Tropical Medicine in Antwerp, uh, again, not ASTMH accredited, but is uh, uh, does offer graduate and short-term programs in Dutch and French, okay? Now, again, I think that um, one of the problems of family medicine faces right now is finding people who are very highly qualified for their programs, especially when primary care is no longer remunerated as, as much as some of the subspecialties. And one of the, of the things that I've seen is programs that offer international training uh, seem to pull ahead of their, the competition. I've been trying to get our residency to do this, uh, but uh, so far unsuccessfully. And here are some of the family medicine residencies that offer international tracks We won't go over this. I mentioned Marshall in his image is one that is represented here uh, via Christie, uh, of course, is here as well. And I think you're all familiar with these programs. Uh, and some of them are Christian. Some of them are secular that actually encourage. And, and the residency is designed for people who are mission minded and who want to go out there. And if I have one regret about my family medicine residency is that, I didn't have this option, I think, when I went and I I wasn't able to do that. Here are some other programs. And if you're interested in internal medicine, there are internal medicine that have international uh, track residency programs as well. Pediatrics and emergency medicine have a few, but the options become much more limited uh, in terms of... uh, of these uh, specialties. These are some of the diseases, of course, that you can see overseas but not see in the United States. I'd like to mention to you very quickly the uh, Practical Guide to Global Health Service uh, by Ed O'Neill and Awakening Hippocrates, which are both available from AMA online and they give you a lot of ideas about overseas medical opportunities. What we heard today about the information source, though for overseas work was truly incredible Uh, and I'm going to give you some resources here. Um, The American Medical Student Association Listing of International Tracks is where a lot of this information came from about the residency programs. Um, Some of you are interested probably in finding short-term opportunities especially if you have not yet gone abroad to experience this. Maybe that would be the first step before you sign up for a a uh, tropical medicine course, you may want to go on a short-term mission. And, you know, the old joke is you don't even value your education until you realize how much you don't know. Uh, and, uh, and sometimes a short-term mission uh, is one way of doing that. And there's a Mission Finder website or mfinder.org which will uh, help you find short-term uh, sites that are often suitable for, for medical students. Um, the uh, Village Medical Manual is an, another interesting source of information. And some of the programs utilize that in, in their training. But this is a very quick overview of some of the things that are out there in, in uh, both the U.S. and overseas. And I'm hoping that you will be able to find one of these that will match, match your needs. We just have a few more moments. I I have three lectures in a row, uh, meaning that I won't be able to stay around and discuss things with you. So you could just keep following me as I uh, move from track to track. And I promise that I'll be hanging around and will be glad to talk to you about uh, particular programs. Um, But uh, if any of you have questions right now, please feel free to ask. Yes. I imagine that it'll be one year from now that we will be live. Yeah, we have a person who's hired who's working on it full time, basically uh, putting it on. But probably module two, which is the module that I largely teach, will be the next one to go live. And then we'll just do it sequentially. Mm -hmm. So next year. Yes. Um, I have I have heard I have heard of them. Yes. The my my impression is favorable. I don't know much, much, much firsthand. But basically what they do is you are committed for one year, you know, to do the fellowship in the residency program and you do overseas mission rotations in that. So you'll be working in various mission hospitals with experienced missionary physicians uh, abroad. Uh, but that is, again, a one-year experience that uh, uh, would count towards the clinical exposure you need to take the uh, diploma exam. Uh, and I'm sure they're excellent programs. But how good each one would be would depend upon the site and the experience that you, you had. Uh, and so even in the same program, the quality might, might differ from year to year. Yes. Any other questions? Yes, in the back. Well, I would say that uh, in terms of purely online in the United States, I think Minnesota and followed by West Virginia University are the two that spring to mind. It does not. You know, there may be other online courses out there that I don't know about, but these are not ones that would be approved by the American Society of Tropical Medicine. Online uh, training in tropical medicine is pretty much in its infancy, I would say, Uh, but uh, is being developed. And I think that the potential, you know, there are only so many people who can come to a physical site to do it. But once you make it online, the, uh, the knowledge can explode. I think ultimately our goal is to develop expertise in tropical medicine so that it becomes something that everybody can share and not to hoard hoard the knowledge okay thank you very very much i appreciate your attention and of the uh